It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. And today we're going to go and revisit some over-unders and some predictions that I made before the season started. And we're just going to sit back and laugh and just look at how hilarious some of these predictions were, how many I got wrong, how many I got right. And then we may do a quick mock trade at the end of this episode. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards. Your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so this season didn't go the way that, you know, we wanted it to. Of course, you know, it started out 10-3, and three, ended up being 36-46, and 46, not even making the play-in. But there were some predictions that myself and also Deontay made before the season started. Just a little fun exercise to see and kind of just to give a chart on how the Wizards improved and how they disappointed in certain aspects. You know, Weston Soul Jr. included. Um, just the team as a whole, we put some accolades and some things that we wanted to see them achieve and goals, basically goals, all, goals right before the season started. This was back in October. So if you want to listen to the episode, I wrote it down when we did this. I want to say it was like October 14th. It was right before the Raptors game, which that game we came out firing all cylinders. I mean, we look like a different, a totally different team, a totally different team. October 19th and October 20th is if you want to go back to those, those episodes were, yeah, over-unders and talking about Rui exercising his contract. Daniel Gaffer got the three-year extension. That's when we did the over-unders, right before the Raptors game. So, But the first one was a polarizing one, was, you know, the season was going to, you know, how was the offense going to be coming in under Weston So Jr.? We bought in new pieces. We bought in Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Hero, KCP from the Lakers. We signed Spencer Dinwiddie. We had depth coming off the bench. Um, how would that affect Bradley Bill? Bradley Bill just came off of two seasons where he averaged 30 points per game, was the second leading scorer in the NBA with 30 points a game. It was just easy for him to drop 30. Granted, you know, you look at the surrounding roster, didn't have a lot of scores. You know, there was a lot of, you know, mid-tier guys around him, so he had to take on the scoring load. Um, and he just, you know, there were a couple games where he had 40 points and whatnot, 50. There's one game where he dropped 60. So the big question for him, was over under 30 points per game. So I said under. Delonte also took the under. And the reasoning why behind I wrote down the notes I listed the episode was that, you know, we brought in more guys. You know, Wes Unso Jr. wanted to have a a lot more ball movement and a lot more passes. Where under Scott Brooks was a lot of isolation ball. It was a lot of ball dominated between the offense last year with Scott Brooks or 2021 with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill was more predominant of isolation basketball 
you know, pick and roll with Russ. Russ gets the ball. He creates for Bradley Bill. He creates for Daniel Gafford or, or open shooters. And obviously was shooting the ball well. Um, that was basically the offense. You know, Brad creates for himself, pick and roll, pick and pop with, or really just pick and roll. And he gets to the basket and scores his own, it, it scores in isolation. Where with this team, where, you know, Dinwiddie was a, is a capable scorer. Um, Kyle Kuzma had to get his shots. Montrezl had to get his shots, and then you know you heard the players complaining. Montrezl talking about you know can a can a guy get a touch? You know every scroll needs a needs a, a touch, or or you know can a scroll catch uh, get you know a touch? Basically, that's the analogy that he used. Um, talking about the offense, the offense was complicated, or you know players talked about the offense being complicated. Bradley Bill, you know he just had to get used to his new teammate teammates. Dinwiddie wasn't the tra- traditional point guard, you know, where, where Russ is looking to pass the ball and get, you know, other guys involved and get his assists. You know, John Wall is a pass first, you know, passing point guard looking to get guys involved. And then, like I said, before the other two years with, you know, Isaiah Thomas at the point guard, Ish at the point guard, you know, Bradley Bill was, you know, getting, getting the majority of the shots. So his numbers this year was under 30 and granted he didn't shoot the ball well either there was talks about the basketball you know the new ball and all that and he wasn't shooting the ball well from the three-point line but yeah, he didn't shoot the ball well either and there was a lot of you know open shots catch and shoot shots where he just wasn't knocking it down he shot 30 percent from the three-point line which was basically a career low for him uh 23.2 points per game he did have a career high assist though so he was more of a facilitator and he was more in that point bradley bill role where he was still scoring but he was facilitating looking at the numbers and this, some of his numbers from this year in 20, I was just pulling up the game log in 2021 or 2022. He didn't have any of those spectacular games. He had like 23 here, 25 there. But looking at the 2022 game log, there's games where he had 32 points in the Sixers loss, or he had 50 in the overtime win against the Pacers, 42 in the loss to the Bucks, where we lost 135 to 134. 45 against the Spurs, where we lost in overtime 146 to 143. And the style of play was just different. So the style of play was different. The game plan was different under West Sunset Jr. Scotty Brooks was just throw the ball out. Let's run. Let's first to get to 120. So that definitely affected Bradley Bill as well. But, you know, he didn't shoot the ball well either from the three. He wasn't knocking down shots uh, for one. 37 in the win against Detroit, 121 to 100. So you guys get the point. Style of play was different. Brooklyn lost 113 to 160. Scored 43 points. So he was going crazy. He really was. He was going at a high clip. He really was. Um, so we did check. Ding. We got that correct. Um, next one was the Wizards defensive rating. This one is probably the most disappointing out of all of them because I really thought the Wizards were gonna, going to improve defensively. You know, Wes Unsell Jr. is a defensive my head coach. He was the defensive um, leader or assistant coach or the defensive coordinator for the Denver Nuggets, but I'm going to get to where they fell in the defensive rating before a quick word from Bet Online. But the question was over under 15th in defensive rating or defensive efficiency. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. There were some really, really good NBA games on last night Warriors, Grizzlies. Um, the Boston Celtics and Nets game, or not the Nets, I'm sorry, Boston Celtics versus Bucks game wasn't very good. The Celtics dominated that game. Even Marcus Smart, even though Marcus Smart did not play, they dominated that game. Grant Williams played really well for them. He was an X Factor. I really like Grant Williams, and I gotta look a lot. I gotta look and look at his contract and see if he's a free agent because he kind of fits that wing, three and D wing that the Wizards are looking for. He's a strong build guy. He's like six eight, can knock down a three, can defend multiple positions. 
and he's a strong finisher. I think Grant Williams would be a great – if he is a free agent, but he's not. But let's get to – I'll give some of my picks for tonight. Um, the Heat are playing tonight, so that's probably a dub for them. The Suns and Mavs are playing tonight, so I probably got the – I got the Suns beating the Mavs. So Suns and Heat are my two picks, but you guys can go to BetOnline to make, make your picks over-unders and anything like that. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the starts of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wager information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure to go to check Make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, mock draft, player rankings, and, of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so this one with defensive rating. Let me pull up the numbers here for the defensive rating. Here with the Wizards finish. So in 2021, they actually they regressed, and that's the sad part about it. And I, I talked about that, or not sad, but disappointing part about it. Um, you know, we talked about how under Scott Brooks, you know, we just they just throw the ball out and go to 120. That was you know the culture, or that that was their identity. You know, first one that you know it was it was a run up and down game where with Western Kentucky they slowed the pace. It was a methodical pace. They wanted to defend. Um, they wanted to stop fast rate points. They wanted to get back on defense. They wanted to stop teams from shooting threes and force them into mid-range jumpers. They wanted to stop layups and stop threes, which, is, you know, that's what the NBA is, shooting threes and getting to the baskets. They wanted to stop that and funnel offensive guys to shoot mid-range jumpers. But the, only, the thing is, they weren't able to stop penetration. They weren't able to stop dribble penetration. You know, their point of attack. Dinwiddie was somewhat of a turnstile at times. Hollow was just too small out there at times. Um, lack of communication was some things that they talked about. Um, not defending the paint. And then when guys get too close to the paint from easy penetration, it's almost like, you know, it's too late for a guy like a Dale Gafford to get over there and block shots. Dale Gafford is one of the top shot blockers in the game, but it's already too late when somebody's already there and they can just dump it off to the, to the big to finish around the rim or something like that. Or if they already created pen- penetration, there could be an easy offensive rebound. Or if they create penetration, then they can kick it out for a wide open three. So different things like that. They just weren't able to stop at the point of the attack point of attack but let's look at some of the numbers here so in 2022 as far as defensive rating they were 25th in defensive rating 113.6 in defensive rating they were 25th and then you look at 2021 they were they actually they started out bad but then once daniel gafford came they improved they were ranked 20th in defensive rating so that's highly highly disappointing uh for them to regress like that the over under was 15 I said they would. Deontay wasn't on the episode that that day. I said they would finish above 15. So they'd probably be like around that 10 range. I really was high. I was bullish because they brought in 
more capable defenders. Kyle Kuzma was a great defender in the bubble. You know, he's he's a switchable defender, you know, long, athletic, 6'8", 6'9", or as he says, 6'10", a capable guy that could be a 3 and D guy. KCP, who's known for his defense, who was a great defender for them, for the Lakers when they won in the bubble as well. And he was a great 3 and D defender throughout his career, creating steals, getting deflections. I was like, we have more switchable guys where we just didn't have depth the year before. You know, Isak Bonga was one of our better defenders. Um, you know, we had Ish Smith, who's six feet tall, playing like the three and the four, Hollow Neto playing the three and the shooting guard and four position. We just had a lot of guys with more length and more wingspans. And I was like, this team is going to be better defensively, but it certainly did not work out that way at all. I actually went the opposite and we regressed uh, with defensive rating and def- defensive efficiency. There were some games where it was hard to watch where, you know, I don't know if we were in tank mode trying to get a better lottery spot, but it, I don't really think they were. I think they were trying to win these games. The Blazers game where Josh Hart put up 44, LeBron put up 50. I mean, that's LeBron being LeBron. And then um, other guys like uh, Christian Christian Wood, who hit nine, eight or nine threes in one game. That was just inexcusable. Um, they just weren't able to shut guys' water off or get more physical. When somebody gets hot, it's like, hey, let's step up. And there was a lot of times where they played drop coverage or they would go under the screen where Steph Curry had 47 points on his birthday, which was just inexcusable. So some of the coverages that – what Sunset Jr. was calling were, you know, things they have to work on. Look at some of the drop covers they were playing on Duncan Robinson when he was running all screens on that viral video. He was just knocking down threes, multiple threes in that game. So um, three-point defense, stopping penetration. That's why this offseason they have to look for some guys that are dogs. And at the point of, the talk, point of attack, they can defend. So, eh, got that wrong. Next one was uh, Daniel Gafford. Or, no, this one. this one's a fun one. Higher three-pointer percent, higher three-point percentage, Davies Bertans or Corey Kispert. So, Dialante said Corey Kispert, and I said Davies Bertans. I don't know why in the world I would ever say Davies Bertans, but I think my reasoning when I put that down was that you know there's some games where Davies gets hot. You know, you look you look at the Nuggets game where he hit seven threes in 2021. He really got hot and he was knocking it down. Um, this year he was pretty darn bad. You look at the numbers. Three-point percentage. So Kispert finished better with three with his three-point percentage, and he shot. Corey Kispert shot 35% from the three-point line. Davies Bertans shot 31% from the three-point line. So, uh, pretty pretty solid difference there. Pretty solid difference there. Uh, Corey Kispert started off rocky. You know, his first 22 games, he shot 25% from the three. Then he got more settled and more calm. He learned how to attack closeouts. Got more confident, got used to the NBA three, getting his legs under him. He wasn't leaving the, the three ball short. Some of his some of his threes, you know, like I said, he got rattled in the beginning part where he had an up and down one time where somebody flew out to him and um, he got a little rattle, had an up and down. He would get his three pointer blocked. Uh, and he just got used to the NBA game. Davies Bertans, he had a couple clutch threes, the Pacers game. He had a clutch three, but he had a couple injuries here and there. Where he was in and out of the lineup. And there was a time he just got benched. He got a couple DMPs. He wasn't hitting threes. And, you know, Weston So Jr. said he has one NBA skill. So he was just unplayable at one point. So I was wrong. Deolante got that correct where he picked Corey Kispert to have a better three-point percentage over Davies Bertans. Um, Next one is um, Denny Avdia, 20 minutes per game. 20 minutes per game. And the reason why I brought this up as a question is because, you know, we had so many guys on the roster. You know, we had – you know, we bought the three Lakers. We bought Dinwiddie. We had a lot of depth. We bought an Aaron Holiday. You know, Rui wasn't there yet. You know, we didn't know how long Rui was going to be out at the time. 
Um, but you know, he had Rui Coos. You just had a you had an abundance of forwards, KCP, um, even Anthony Gill, if you want to throw him in the mix. Isaiah Todd was drafted. We didn't know if he was really gonna get playing time or not. Um, they just had a lot of wings and a lot of forwards. And Corey Kispert, throw him in the mix too. Then you had the rotation of bigs with Marshall Terrell, Dan McCaffrey. Um, you just had a lot of you had a lot of guys on the roster. You know, you just had a log jam at that forward spot. So this is why I thought it was a good question to bring this up. You know, maybe I should have said Denny over under 20 minutes per game. You know, how West would have done the rotation. You know, is he going to play more than that? But I'll get to the answer in this. I think this is a pretty good, pretty easy answer. But before we do get to that, we got a quick word from Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to for your local chain auto parts store, store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need from rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so let's go over the answer real quick here. So the answer is, like I said, it's, it's pretty easy. I mean, towards the end of the year, Denny just started to play a lot more um, with guys being out. You know, they sat Kyle Kuzma. He, he, you know, they sat him towards the end of the year. Um, and once all the trades were made, you know, consolidating the roster, we needed to see what Denny can do. He got more playing time. So Denny ended up with, let's see here, 24.2 minutes per game. 24.2 minutes per game. And then you look at his minutes played before in his rookie year. He averaged 23.3 minutes per game. So his minutes per game did go up. Um, Three-point percentage stayed the same with 31%. But his minutes went up is, is, you know, what matters. His points per game went up to 8.4 from 6.3 to 8.4. But his minutes did go up. And I thought he earned more minutes. I thought he played really well towards the end of, this, towards the, end of the year. So um, I, Deolante said more and I said under. So I was all. I was off. I basically get an F on this one. So I was just looking back and uh, just getting a, a quick laugh at this one. So we're going to do some more revisiting tomorrow. Um, some more questions. You know, how many guys will make the all-star game on the team? <laughs> that one was easy. Uh, Ho Neto, most points and most minutes between Aaron Holiday and Ho Neto, who would get more minutes. Kyle Kuzma averaging more uh, points a game. There's some other ones in there as well. So we're going to get to that. Um, just having some re- revisionist history and just kind of, recapping that just kind of gives you a recap on how the season went with some of those numbers right there. But before we wrap up, I do want to get to one quick trade that was sent to me on Twitter. There is a couple of trades I want to get to tomorrow today. You know, we'll call tomorrow mock trade. Today's mock trade Thursday. Um, but Friday I do want to talk about, talk about some other 
mock trades that were certainly sent. So I want to get to that. Um, but this one is from once again Tobiashi067. He said he sent me a uh, tweet that was made on NBA Analysis Network. He said, "What do you think of this? This one is the Indiana Pacers receive Bradley Bill, the Wizards receive Malcolm Brogdon, center Miles Turner, a 2022 first round pick and a 2024 first round picks." Now I'll, I'll tell you what I like about the trade and what I don't like the pros and cons of the trade. I probably would not take it. I feel like you might be able to get something a little bit better even though Bradley Bill's value has dropped, but you do get two solid players in Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner. Those are two good players right there. They're solid. They're not all-stars, but they're really good players. Miles Turner is a really good rim protector. He's led the league in blocks per game in a season before Malcolm Brogdon's had a 50-40-90 season. I've talked about getting him here, but I would rather get Malcolm Brogdon here with a Bradley Bill. I don't want him, you know, with a Miles Turner, to be honest with you, but you do get another first-round pick, a 2022 first-round pick. I have to see where the Pacers, you know, I know they're, 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 a, they're not a good team this year. They are, they should be, they one of the worst teams in the league. They should be a bottom five team in the league. Yes, they are a bottom five team. Um, so we already have a 22 first round pick. So now we would have two 22 first round picks and then a 2024 first round pick. Um, so I would probably decline the trade, but I would definitely think about it. Now, if Bradley Bill requests a trade and looking at it from the Pacers point, they would have a two a shooting guard to match up with to go alongside Tyrese Halliburton. So I think that would really help the Pacers out. Now they still wouldn't be they would be competitive. I still don't see them making the playoffs necessarily. Maybe they're playing with Tyrese Halliburton and um and Bradley Bill. Now on our side, would we make the playoffs? Probably not. The starting five would be Brogdon, um, Miles Turner, Przingis. You can kind of play them together because they both stretch the four miles turn stretch the floor. Miles Turner shoots threes, and he's a good defender that could play alongside Kristaps Porzingis, kind of like he played alongside uh, Sabonis. Um, and then you would have Malcolm Brogdon. You got to find a shooting guard. You probably draft a shooting guard in the draft. And then Kyle Kuzma would be the four. KCP would be your three. And then shooting guard, whoever the shooting guard would be. Um, and you still keep Rui. You still got Denny and other guys coming off the bench. Gafford off the bench. So the roster wouldn't be terrible, but it's still kind of be like in the same place, like still, still in that playing territory. So I would see if I could find something better. Maybe if the Heat have a deal with Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson in the first, because I really like Tyler Hero's game, and I think he's he's an ascending star, and I really like the Anthony Simons trade uh, that was brought up last week because he's an ascending star. I feel like he's on the same – Anthony Simons, to me, is on the same trajectory as a um, – Jordan Poole, you look at Jordan Poole, how well he's playing right now. I feel like Anthony Simons can do the same as him and be on that same level or even just as good. And I think Jordan Poole is going to get better. I think Anthony Simons is going to get better. And starting a rebuild with Anthony Simons would not be bad, in my opinion, at all. Um, but, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon, maybe you can flip a Malcolm Brogdon. You can use these guys as trade pieces and just start the full re rebuild with that, with that first-round pick. Maybe one of those picks turn into a top-four pick. You can pick up a Jaden Ivey. So that's just having foresight into the future. But if Bradley Bill requests a trade, or if Tommy Shepard just has a change of heart and a change of mind, just wants to um, move on from Bradley Bill and not pay him that Supermax deal, then that's something to consider. So I give this trade scenario about a C plus, in my opinion. I give it about a C plus. Or maybe a B, B minus. B minus. You guys let me know what you guys think. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube and hit the notica notification bell. And make your second listing locked on NBA for the, from the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked on experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.